Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he lives? Amen, amen, amen. I don't know about you, but he arose on the third day, and I'm glad he did. Amen. Hallelujah. I am excited to be here. There is truly no place I'd rather be than in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Where God can touch, change, heal, and mend. Amen. He is a good God. Hallelujah. I was sitting there waiting to come up, and uh, I'm going to be a little transparent. And breathing through the mask, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're almost hyperventilating, waiting, anxious to get up here to preach this precious word. And I was there, and there's two reasons why ministers or preachers go through this before a sermon. Number one is they can't wait to release this precious word that has been bottled up inside of them throughout the week. Hallelujah. And the other reason is that if they don't have the mind of God, they want to get it over with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope it's the former today. Amen. Hallelujah. I know it's the former. I know that God has spoken, and I know that he's going to do a great work. I don't know about you, church, but I don't ride with those that are negative. Hallelujah. I surround myself with them that are positive and of faith. Hallelujah. And that always helps me along the way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give honor to pastor. Thank you, man of God. Hallelujah, bishop of the church. Pastor Mark, thank you for allowing me to be up here. Hallelujah. It is a tremendous pleasure and honor to be here. Hallelujah. Again, this pulpit, anybody could be up here. Hallelujah. But he has allowed me to be up here, so thank you for that. If you have your Bibles, if you could stand for the reading of the word. The book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Hallelujah. I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service note it's it's a it's a reasonable request and he and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good that good acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Why don't we bow our heads, go before the Lord, because without the Lord, none of this works. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We praise your name. We thank you, Master, for your touch. Hallelujah. I pray that you would anoint me, Lord, for the sake of the sinner this morning, for the sake of the hearing, hearer of the word this morning, Lord. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done today, Master. We give you praise, and we give you honor, and we give you thanks. And everyone say amen as you're seated. Hallelujah. Love truly reigns. 
an age-old vendetta between two powerful families erupts into bloodshed. A group of masked Montagues risk further conflict by gate-crashing a Capulet party. A young, lovesick Romeo Montague falls instantly in love with Juliet Capulet, who is due to marry her father's choice, the County Paris. With the help of Juliet's nurse, the woman arranged for the couple to marry the next day. But Romeo's attempt to halt a street fight leads to him being banished. Hallelujah. From the court. Thank you, Jesus. Romeo's attempt to stop that fight caused him to be banished. Hallelujah. And so uh, Romeo was banished. And in a desperate attempt uh, to be reunited with Romeo, Juliet and her nurse came up with a plan. They wanted to fake her death so that they could go out and marry Romeo instead of the county Paris. Hallelujah. She wanted to marry the one that she was in love with. Well, the message failed to reach Romeo and believing that Juliet was dead, he took his own life. Julia wakes up to find Romeo's corpse beside her and kills her scythe as well. Love truly reigns. Hallelujah. That was an awesome love story based on a true story, a poem that was written in 1303. But I'm here to talk about a love that never stops. I'm here to tell you that the love of Jesus can do all things. The power of love is so strong, it could change your destiny. It could change your future. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Amen. God's love is so powerful. 28 years ago, I walked into a little church and the love of God got a hold of my heart. Hallelujah. I told pastor that when, when Mark was, was, was up here this morning and talking about those sins that God had delivered you from, I had to get up here because he was calling my name. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody that God is not done. Hallelujah. Your story has not yet been written. The chapter is not closed. The love of God is here and he will do a great work for you this morning. Hallelujah. If you will just allow him to do that work. Hallelujah. Love truly does reign. Hallelujah. I walked into that church with about 15 to 20 people. It was a cowboy church. I don't know if those of you that have heard about Oakdale, California. Supposedly it's the capital of cowboys uh, of, of California. And it was there I walked in. Hallelujah. Broken. I walked in with nowhere to go. I walked in uh, addicted to drugs. I walked in, hallelujah, uh, with no self-esteem. I drug myself to a church. I was invited by my brother. He said, you got to come to God. Because he knew that there was only one thing that could have delivered me. And it was the love of God. 
I'm here to speak into someone's situation today. Uh, I'm preaching now. I'm going to come down where we're living, and I'm going to tell you that he uh, might have delivered me from drugs, but he can touch your marriage. He can touch your future. He can change your life. There is nothing like the love of God. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. The love of God. So powerful. As the minister began to preach, my heart began to melt. As I felt the warmth of the spirit surround me, then entering into my heart as I was asking God to forgive me and to change my life. I was tired, church. You see, I couldn't hold a conversation with anybody because the devil had stolen my self-esteem. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. I couldn't do that. He had taken that from me. It didn't matter if you were family or if you were a stranger. I didn't have enough self-esteem to talk to you. Because in my mind, the, the demons and they were the, the thoughts were coming through that you're not good enough. Hallelujah. But when I met Jesus, hallelujah, and his love filled my heart. And the Holy Ghost began to flow inside of my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would have never, ever been speaking. If you would have told me that I would be speaking to over 200 people. Hallelujah. I probably wouldn't have answered you because I wouldn't have talked to you. My self-esteem was there on the ground. You see, that's where the devil likes us. You know why he likes you there? So he could kick you around. The Bible says that Gideon, when he was there planting the wheat, that every seven years at the enemy, the Midianites would come. And all they came to do is destroy the substance. That's all he wanted. They didn't need the food because they would have took it to their kids and their family. All they came to do was to destroy the substance. I'm here to tell you, do you think the devil might think he has you, but there is a God that can deliver you. Hallelujah. He may have been stomping on your ground long enough, but I'm here to tell you today and to serve him notice that Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, he wants to get in your marriage, and he wants to tramp on you, and he wants to just, just kick you around. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you that if you could get a hold of the love of God, hallelujah, if you can let God fill your heart today, hallelujah, the love of God surpasseth all understanding. Hallelujah. It perfects things in your life. It'll change you in the time of trouble. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. The love of God is so powerful. Amen. Our text, the writer is telling us how to live for God. He wrote it in just a few words. He says, number one, you're going to become a, 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 a living sacrifice. You know what that means? You know what the danger is about being a, a living sacrifice is? Is you can crawl off that altar anytime you want to. Hallelujah. But the writer keeps writing. He says, I'm going to tell you how to stay on the altar. 
hallelujah, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I've known God for 28 years now, and he's never asked me to do something that wasn't reasonable. Coming to church and being faithful and loving God is a reasonable request. I'm here to tell somebody it's time to get faithful again. It's time to get praying again. It's time to start fasting again. Come on, church. We don't have that long on this earth. Hallelujah. You might as well get it right. Don't worry about all the details. I made up my mind during this pandemic that I don't care what people say about me. Probably say a lot. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But I don't care. You want to know why? Because this pandemic has made me stronger. You see, and I talked about it last time, is I flipped the switch on him. And I took what the devil meant for bad, and I let God do put it for good. Hallelujah. I let him bless me. I let him change me. Hallelujah. I'm endeavoring in new places with God. Hallelujah. There are some things that only grow in the dry season. Hallelujah. You think that it didn't work out? I'm going to preach to you now. You think that it's all over? I'm going to tell you right now exactly what you're thinking. And I could be wrong. I don't know. But I feel like I'm right on right now. You, you're afraid of your future. I'm here to tell somebody today, and you know who you are. God has your future in his hands. I said God has your future in his hands. Don't worry about what they say. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. Oh, they're going to talk about me if I go to church. They know what's in my grocery bags. They know what's in my house. Hey, let it go. Give it to God and be stronger and watch what God will do in your life. Hallelujah. The power of God is, is the perfect power. It is the power, it is his love that's in that power that changes you. Hallelujah. There's three things that will uh, define you as being conformed to this world. Number one is the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh includes everything that appeals to our appetites, that involves excessive desires for food, drink, or partying, and anything else that satisfies the physical needs in your life. The second thing that will keep you conformed to this world is the lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes mostly involves materialism, coveting whatever we see that we don't have, and envying those who have what we want. Hallelujah. I got to tell you, I envy Brother Blair. Hallelujah. I got to tell you, hallelujah. God has blessed him. Amen. But I, it's, it's like, come on, get that envy out of your heart. Hallelujah. Don't stay there. Hallelujah. I had to give it to God. Amen. The third thing is the pride of life. Now, God has been dealing with me on this subject. And, he's, and there's a scripture in the book of Ephesians, I believe it's in chapter 2, and 
I'm not going to read it, but it talks about serving God and operating in the calling of your vocation that God has given you. The problem with a lot of us is we try to be somebody else. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when uh, Moses uh, uh, was going to lead the people out of Israel, that God asked him, what do you have in your hands? Hallelujah. What do you have in your hands? Hallelujah. And he had a rod. And God used that rod to rock great miracles. Hallelujah. He asked the, women, the woman that had a debt, go, what do you have in your cabinets? She says, I have some pans. Go fill the pans. Hallelujah. God's going to fill them up with oil. Go sell the oil and pay off your debt. God will use you. Use what you have in the pantry. Come on. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to have revival like we've never seen before. Hallelujah. This church is full, but we got to get it full. Two, three, four services. Hallelujah. And that includes the Spanish church. Hallelujah. God's going to bring in Mexicanos from all over the place. And they're going to live for God. And we're going to have full church in Spanish. Hallelujah. I might as well release the word that God gave me. Hallelujah. We're going to get it in Jesus' name. But you got to stay away from this world. You have to make choices. You cannot stay there and be conformed to this world. You got to release that and say, hey, I need the love of God inside of me. I need something that's going to hold me in the midnight hour. I need something that's going to hold me on Monday morning. Hallelujah. There's four things. Hallelujah. And living in this world that you can do. You can either ignore the world. You can isolate yourself from the world. You can join the world. Hallelujah. Or you can influence your world. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you we're about to influence our city like we've never have before. Hallelujah. This Easter gig we had here is nothing compared to what God is going to do in our church. Can I have an amen this morning? Glory to God. But your choices... Hallelujah. It's up to you. You can be a world influencer. Hallelujah. You can be an isolator. You can join them. And we got plenty of those. Hallelujah. I'll leave that for the pastor. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But you can, I want to influence my world. You, don't, you can influence your world and you don't even have to say one word. You know why? Because your neighbors are watching you. Hey, there goes brother so-and-so getting ready for church. I wonder what they have in that church because they keep going back Sunday and Wednesday and Friday. Then they got this connect group, community groups, whatever the name is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But we, you have to make choices. In this time of, of, of trouble, you have to make choices. There are some things that God, I'm going to speak to you, that God releases. There's only miracles that you only get during this time. And you, want, you know what I've decided, Pastor? I've decided that I'm seizing every miracle God has for me. Hallelujah. And I know what I'm saying today. Because I know what God is doing for me even as we speak. 
So I come to you from experience. I'm not coming in here just preaching a nice, pretty sermon. I'm preaching my life story right now. I'm trying to tell you, if you would buckle up and live for God, you wouldn't worry, have to worry about that sickness anymore. You wouldn't have to go to a marriage counselor anymore. Let the love of God penetrate your spirit. Hallelujah. And you watch what God will do. You watch what miracles will come to fruition during this time. Hallelujah. Again, I, I, I don't know uh, if this has been out or not, but there's some things that God only gives during this season. There's some plants that only grow during the dry season. They tell me that there are the cactus that creates its own water. Hallelujah. It starts to do things and it grows in a dry season. I'm here to tell somebody today that you can actually grow in a dry season. You can grow in a valley. You can grow in the time of trouble. You can grow in the midst of the storm. Come on, I'm talking to you today. Hallelujah. Maybe I should have worn my come on somebody shirt. It doesn't fit me. It won't fit me. Hallelujah. I'm thinner than pastor, so it won't fit. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians. Thank you, guys. Sign me up for that golfing tournament. Hallelujah. 4.14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine. I don't want to be somebody that's carried away by every wind of doctrine. As soon as the storm starts smoke and the boat starts rocking, I don't want to bail ship. I don't want to jump out of my ship. I want to say, hey, you know what? We're going to see this through together. We're going to see this through together. We're going to come out together. We're going to have revival together. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody has to believe this this morning. I, you know what? Hallelujah. The Bible says that all we need is a, a cloud the size of a man's hand. It is one person that can make the difference. And if I could get somebody to, to get a fire lit inside of you today and say, hey, Brother Chavez, you don't know me, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and start fasting. I'm going to go home and start praying. I'm going to open up my checkbook and start giving to the Lord. Hallelujah. The love of God. The love of God is so powerful. Hallelujah. It'll make you love your neighbor. Hallelujah. You'll go home missing your wife. Hallelujah. It's funny because this is going to shock you, but I've been married 30 years. Hallelujah. 30 years. I know I don't look much past 30, but it's true. And uh, the more that my wife leaves, I, I think you're right. <laughs> Pastor Mark, hallelujah. Maybe I am getting old, hallelujah. But when she leaves, you know what I start doing? I start looking for her. And I call her up. I said, hey, this crazy thing's happening to me. She says, what is it? I'm shopping. I said, I said I, I'm missing you. What's wrong with me? But it's true. The longer I've been married and the love relationship has grown, you grow together. You become one. 
Hallelujah. The longer you love God and come to church in the midst of your circumstance, in the midst of your storm. Hallelujah. The longer you come, the grow, the, the love starts to grow. So come Monday and Tuesday when you're not in church, you start looking for him. Hey, where did you go? Where did you go? I need a touch from God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. If you want revival, you'll learn to love God. Let love penetrate your spirit. We won't have a building big enough. We'd have to have five, six, seven services. Hallelujah. You know why? Because they start feeling that love. Your neighbor starts coming around and saying, hey, Joe, how you doing? Your grass is looking good. But tell me about your church. Your fence is falling apart in the backyard. Tell me about your church. They'll make excuses to come and talk to you. I got them at work. They come to talk to me. People that I don't talk to. Never really said hi. And then they say, hey, will you pray for me? I'm having some problems. Why? They see the love of God on me. Hallelujah. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Hallelujah. But I do have the love of God shed abroad over my heart and in my heart. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That's all right. You can pray during the preaching. Amen. Come on. God's dealing with somebody here today. Someone who's decided to pack up and leave. You're going to stay in Jesus' name. God's got a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Some of you have said, this is my last service. This is not your last service. This is the beginning of a new life. This is beginning of new growth. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I find myself looking for my wife. So I call my wife. Hey, what's wrong with me? Shopping. Leave me alone. You see, but we've been through some hard times together, you see. You guys, a lot of you know my situation with what we got to go through every day. Hallelujah. With the, with the daughter, special needs daughter. And I don't want to get into it, but you see, we've been through some stuff together, Brother John. You see, hallelujah, we've came back, we've gotten into some arguments too, and, and we've made up, hallelujah, Ma making up is not hard to do, that's the song, making up is good to do, hallelujah, it's the best part of an argument, hallelujah, but I'm here to reach you and to tell you, you got to build that relationship. Hallelujah. And that relationship cannot be built if you're always on the mountaintop. you got to go through some stuff together. And so God puts you through some stuff. It's not the time to head out the back door and never come back. It's time to say, okay, God, you've entrusted me with a trial. Give it to me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why? Because all he wants to do is build a relationship with you. He wants that love. Love truly does reign. The love of God is so powerful. It will bless you in the time of trouble. It will carry you through. Hallelujah. When things aren't going right. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching my heart out today. You know what? I'm getting tired of this situation. Hallelujah. I could say that. You know why? Because I've been through some stuff. I built a relationship with God. I didn't head out the first time me and my wife got in an argument. One day, we were young marrieds. I said the wrong thing. And she, she's from here, and I'm from NorCal. NorCal, hallelujah. Where's Renee? Where's, 
All right, Brother Rubens, hallelujah. Don't jump him, please. One day, I said the wrong thing, and she started packing up her suitcase. You know what I did? I started packing my suitcase. I said, where are we going, honey, on vacation? She says, no, I'm mad at you. Don't you understand? I know you're mad at me, but we are married. Hallelujah. My father-in-law here. Hallelujah. I'm going to get it today. But relationship is built over time. John, we don't walk out first time we see the exit door. Hallelujah. The arguments and the conflicts, and I talked about this last time I was up here, but it actually brings you into a place of decision. That's how it builds your, your relationship. Okay, so I'm not a marriage counselor by all means. Hallelujah. But I know this. I know when God gives me something. What builds your relationship is going through something and making it work. It builds a strength. It builds an unseen strength, an unseen shift in your marriage, and it actually makes you stronger. Why do you think that God chose trials to make you stronger? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You ain't been through nothing yet. Hallelujah. Get a hold of God and you let God plan your life. Hallelujah. Now I'm, not, now I'm really off my notes. But yeah, I found my, my, myself looking. And, and those of you who have been in my house, it's a, it's a pretty good sized house. And I'm looking for her and I'm like, what's wrong with me? She gave me my chores. Hallelujah. I got a list. Why can't I just go do my job? It's... It's time. We've built a relationship over time. We've been through some stuff over time. And the relationship has grown stronger. Hallelujah. If you can get that principle and apply it to your walk with God and to your marriage. Hallelujah. But if you can get that, you wouldn't have to walk out every time the storms came. Hallelujah. Every time the boat began to rock. Hallelujah. You wouldn't have to go look for a, a life preserver. Uh, come on, somebody. I'm coming into your... See, I'm walking right into where you're living at this morning. You know what it's time for? It's time for revival. And you know what's going to bring revival? Commitment. Loyalty. Love. Passion. Hallelujah. Giving sacrificing being that living sacrifice god hallelujah god said that we had to be glory to god you know what the true sign of love is and i don't want to hold you here too long but the true sign of love hallelujah true sign of love is to do something for someone else that you don't even know that's charity that's the love of god in your Anybody can love a brother. Anybody can love your cousin. But can you go and knock on the door of your neighbor and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I just want to let you know if you need anything, give me a call. That's love. Hallelujah. That is awesome love. I have chosen this life. I have chosen this is why it doesn't bother me no more. I've chosen to give God my life. I don't care what they think about me anymore. I don't know if I'm going crazy or if it's a, a mid-age crisis and I'm not that old, but I don't know what it is. What is it with us? Some of us got to make some really good decisions today.
I, I know I'm feeling it right now. It's right up in here. Hallelujah. I feel like weeping for you right now. Some of us got to say, hey, I got some plans to change. I got some people to call. I got some sorries to make. And I'm going to do right. Hallelujah. The love of God. If we had this in our hearts as much as God wants us to, we wouldn't have a seat left in these buildings with multiple services. Hallelujah. Revival. You want revival? Get through some stuff and stay. Hallelujah. Stay put. Hallelujah. Pull out your sword and say, hey, devil, I may not be at the top of my game, but I got a sword in my hand. I got a pastor with me. I got a church with me. I got God with me. I got love with me, and I'm going to fight. If you slay me, I'll go to heaven wounded. If you hurt me, I'll go to heaven hurt. But somebody needs to get the grit inside of them and say, hey, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be honest with you. I struggled with this message. I, I just could not find the mind of God. And on last Thursday, God began to deal with my heart. And he began to give me the message. He always does. He, he, it's almost like he likes toying with me. He makes me nervous all oh, two weeks. I'm nervous. I'm waking up. Oh, no. What am I going to preach? I know we have guidelines and it's a series and I understand that, but I got to give you what God gave me. Hallelujah. We don't have much time. There's a revival here. Hallelujah. And I didn't want to let him down. Pastor, I didn't want to let you down. He had asked me to to speak. I want to get up here and and speak and do a good job doing it. Hallelujah. I think if you're going to do something for God, let's put your best foot forward. Hallelujah. You can do this at work, but you better put your best foot forward when you're doing things for God. Hallelujah. And God began to deal with my heart. And he said, you're right, Mark. As I was weeping in prayer, he gave me this. He says, don't let your man of God down. He said, what are you talking about, God? He said, that's your man of God. You only got one. Take care of him. Fight with him, not against him. Come on, I'm going to give you what God gave me. And then I'll be quiet and I'll go home. Hallelujah. And I'll repent for what I said today if it offended anybody. But I'm going to tell you what God gave me. He says, you protect that man of God. You fight with him. Hallelujah. Like Jonathan. Hallelujah. And his armor bearer fought together. And they slew the garrison of the Philistines. He said, and another thing, obey them that have rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls, as they must give an account for you and for me. He's got to do it right. He can't lie, to, lie for us. When God asks him, give me account of Chavez. I'm not sure what he's going to say. Hallelujah. So you know what? It's my job to fight with him. He don't need an enemy. He's got enough of them. 
He needs people to say, hey, take us into our revival, Pastor. We will be with you. We will go through it with you. Spread your rod across the Red Sea, and we will follow. Come on, somebody. Let's worship him across the building. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. The power of God's already here. I have a lot more, but you know what? I'm not going to quench the spirit. Raise your hands across the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In closing, hallelujah. The greatest sacrifice was when Jesus gave himself on the cross. And the Bible says that on the third day, he arose from the dead. Because he arose from the dead, he took the keys from death, hell, and the grave. Therefore, when you think you're dead, he can resuscitate you. He can bring you out of your dilemma. He can raise you up. Hallelujah. I want to tell one more story, and then I'm going to be out of your hair, and I will let God do what he's got to do. Amen. The Bible says, not the Bible says, sorry, research says that when there is a forest fire, it burns everything, and it looks terrible. Hallelujah. And it just looks, I don't know if you've ever been to Yosemite, but when they had that fire, it's, it's, it's actually depressing driving in there, going on vacation. It, it just looks so ugly. It's so black and charred. But research tells us that if there was no fire in that forest, that there would never, ever be a forest again. Not of new forest. There is actually buds under the surface of the soil that actually stay there and will not come out until there is a fire. Hallelujah. You think it's over. And you think that your forest has been burnt down. And it's charred around you. And it's ugly around you. And your life is over. I'm here to tell you that God's got buds under the soil that are waiting to come out. They will not come out until there's a fire. Come on, somebody. This altar's open. Come on. Come on. I need people up here in these circles in the name of Jesus. Come on. Bring your family. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.